The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Pure. The Pure app lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download Pure on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the T-girls, T-boys, T-shirts, T-peas, T-bone steaks, and the letter T. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody. How you doing? Uh, I am in an oddly decent mood. What Last week, huh? What a, <laughs> what a way to end an episode. According to Twitter and email and such, I, I caused you know a few cases of blue balls and blue clit. And I've got zero apologies for you. Ha! Let's get to some show dates, people. Show dates. Okay. This Friday, if you're listening to this on time, if you're listening to it too late, well, oh, well, you missed it. But this Friday, March 17th, I will be performing at Lovecraft Bar on the Lower East Side. March 21st, I'm in Brooklyn at Looking Glass. And then uh, next weekend, March 24th and 25th, I'm going to be in Astoria, Queens for a couple shows out there. For more information on those show dates and others, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. And while you're over at manwhorepod.com, of course, people, get on that mailing list. You're never going to win any of these sex toy giveaways if you do not sign up for the mailing list at manwhorepod.com. You're also going to be privy to a lot of like important and sometimes exclusive information. I want to tell everybody about, about a man about a man named uh, Mac Beggs, who won the uh, Class 6A Girls State Championship wrestling title a couple weeks ago. And it was extremely controversial because Mac Beggs is a man. Yes, uh, 17-year-old Mac Beggs is a transgender man. He started transitioning a couple years ago. And uh, he was he's always been a wrestler. Even when he, he thought he was a woman, he... He was a wrestler, always been wrestling, right? Starts going through transition, um, wants to wrestle the boys, but the rules in the league in Texas make him wrestle based on the sex on his birth certificate and not the gender he identifies as. So yeah, you've got this dickless dude on testosterone wrestling gals. Yeah, this is a very controversial weekend when he when he beat all these girls in this big statewide tournament and won the state title. People were pissed off. They're like, it's not fair. He's cheating. He's on testosterone. Why is he why is he competing with the women? Uh because he has a vagina and you fucking GOP bigots won't let him pee where he wants to. It it caused quite the commotion. It was and it was hilarious to read the fallout from it. It was awesome to read all these tweets from uh republican legislators in texas who like oh this is preposterous and this is unfair and this is blah 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 i hate trannies that's all i got to read on twitter and uh, i loved it because you get to watch bigoted logic turn itself on its head see most of the um the outcry about Trans people in the, all these bathroom bills, which, by the way, weren't even a thing until 
the assholes lost the gay marriage fight. But most of these things, the, what, what, what do they always refer to? What do they always cite? They always cite, well, you know, men are going to go into the woman's bathroom and rape our women's, which, uh, which has happened zero times. No, there's still zero instances of uh, a woman uh, self-identifying as a woman going to the bathroom to a sexually assault cisgender women. Actually, uh, the only time you're seeing trans women involved in a sexual assault in a woman's bathroom is when they're the victim. But that's always it. And, and what they never remember is that, oh, there's also these, these things called transgender men. So Mac begs, you know, wins, wins this wrestling title. And uh, the entire time, by the way, has said he wants to wrestle the men, wants to be in the boys division, but a court struck it down, wouldn't let him compete with the men. Because they can't pick a side. They can't decide, well, do we put him in with the boys? If we put him in with the boys, then we're validating his gender identity. And that means that we have to let them pee in the bathrooms that they identify as. And then if we let our bigotry overhold and make him be with the women because he has a pussy, well, then he's going to beat all of our daughters. Oh, man, you know, transphobia sounds really confusing. Shucks, would be really a lot easier if you just let them do what... They feel like they need to do, wouldn't it, huh? So the bigots are are not really mad about him winning the title. They're just mad that he exists at the end of the day. They're mad he exists and trannies confuse them. That's, that's at the end of the day, the problem. That's where their outrage comes from. So I, I want to give a shout out to Mac Beggs for taking down that title Hopefully, uh, for your senior year of high school, you will get to wrestle the boys. And hey, who knows? Maybe you take down that one too. And uh, I'm including a link to a Washington Post article about Mac Beggs uh, in in the show notes. You should definitely, if you're not familiar, if you haven't heard about this yet, go read up on it. It's really cool because, uh, like I said, all it does is confuse shitty people. Because no matter which side they take of of the debate on Mac Beggs, they are encouraging something that pisses them off and i love it love it gonna jump to some messages from the listeners okay let's uh let's jump over to this wow i got some angry messages some happily frustrated emails after last week's cliffhanger oh man caused some blue clitting with that one one woman was just like you got me all riled up with all that sexual tension and what, oh, now I've got to wait till tomorrow's bonus episode. This is bullshit. And then she attached me, she attached a picture of her topless. I posted this photo on the, for level two and up fan whores on Patreon. It's a, it's a photo of her topless with her wonderful pierced tits out. And it's just her noticeably frowning, clutching a handful of sex toys. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Ha. Uh, as you all know, I'm I am taking pleasure in learning who listens to the show in other countries, specifically these con- smaller countries where I have very very low download numbers. Okay, so far we've heard from Isle of Man, we've heard from Kuwait, and I now got a Facebook message from a man in Finland, the Finnish. Who would have thought? We got some fan whores out there. Uh, one guy, you know, I'm not going to read the message because it's just a bunch of compliments. But he lives in Finland, and I looked it up. I got, as of this recording, 554 downloads from Finland. That's not 554 people. 
554 downloads. That averages out to about like what? Two, three, maybe four people who listen to my show out there. He's literally one of a few fan whores in his country. So big shout out to Mika or Micah, however I say that name. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope you keep doing it. If you live in a smaller country, uh, you know, maybe a smaller population, maybe more conservative, shoot me an email. I want to hear from you. I still want to know who those 142 Jamaican downloads are coming from. Okay. (laughs) Last week, I put out a call uh, for people to fuck a listener in Halifax, Nova Scotia named Sarah, who is somehow struggling to get some dick. I encourage her to download the Pure app, our new sponsor of the show. And I I encourage men to download it there too. And you will very probably easily discover her. (laughs) But right now I got, I got another email from Tammy. We're going to give her some similar help. She said, uh, so I need some guidance. And I thought who better to ask than the man who are Reddit King himself. My name is Tammy. I'm a 21 year old Cuban girl in Miami, Florida. I still live with my parents and go to university, but I'm interested in doing some random acts on Reddit. And she's having some trouble filtering all of the posts on there to people just in her area. So I I offered, I said, well, do you want me to just put out a call on the show and see who responds? She said she would love that. She said uh, she would love that because it's especially difficult finding sex positive people where she lives. All right. So uh, right now, if you want to lick some pussy in Miami, Florida. Here, here are the requirements. One, you need to be able to host. She lives with her parents, okay? <laughs> Number two, gotta be sex positive. If you listen to my podcast, I'm pretty sure you already fulfill that one. Three, gotta love licking pussy. And four, she, uh, she informs me that she is a bigger girl, so you gotta be cool with that. You gotta be attracted to that. She also sent me a picture of some titties. They are quite sizable. If you would like to eat out Tammy in Miami, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Would love to make that happen. Next on the docket. This is less about uh, emails and more about mail mail. I do this thing uh, through SWAP, the Sex Workers Outreach Project. It's called um, Swap Behind Bars. It hooks up uh, currently incarcerated sex workers with pen pals, because look, you're in prison. I got to imagine it can be lonely. Contact with the outside world is nice. Just knowing someone supports you is probably helpful. And this organization, it's great. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, or you can go to their website, uh, swapbehindbars.org. That's S-W-O-P, behindbars.org. They will set you up with a sex worker. Uh, mine in particular is looking for more pen pals. I am her only pen pal, I am told. Her name is Shannon, lovely lady. She would love to hear from people who are sex positive and who just want to be friendly to a woman trying to do her time. So I'm going to read out uh, the address you can send any mail to, and then if you go to manwhorepod.com and check out the show notes, I will have the address in full there. So please send some kind, nice words to Shannon Lawless, P is in Peter, 47285 at Gadsden Correctional Facility, 6044 Greensboro Highway, that's G-R-E-E-N-S-B-O-R-O, in Quincy, Florida, 
zip code 32351. Don't send her anything crazy um because there's a lot of things that she's like not allowed to receive but if you just send her like a nice snail mail letter it would fucking cheer her the fuck up let her know i sent you and if you're interested in swap behind bars check them out on social media or on their website swapbehindbars.org some of the prisoners um are locked up for sex work mine in particular is a sex worker who is currently locked up for something else she doesn't get a lot of visitors I'm her only pen pal. Let's let's send her some more letters, okay, people? As you all know, I produce uh, dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast for my community of fan whores on Patreon. And tomorrow I am releasing a bonus episode with comedian John Field, who used to be a porn copywriter. Yes, uh, all the descriptions you see on like, bang bros or any like the professional the big time uh porn company studios yeah he's got to tag them and do the seo <laughs> um one of the funny things he said is like uh i think what we can all take away from this episode is porn has an office and someone like me is in that office uh <laughs> and i want to play a teaser clip of my episode with john field for you right now where we discuss his job as a porn copywriter and the different trends of porn uh, I almost feel guilty that this episode is not on the main feed because it's so good. But then again, membership has its privileges. And that's why it's it's a Patreon bonus episode. So let's listen to me with John Field. It's a weird tone, porn copywriting, because like you just you say, have to you have to write like a monster. Yeah, you have to write like a monster. You want to be like a respectful porn user. But like, no, 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 you need to be more of a chauvinist. With your writing. And it's kind of weird because, like, they're, uh, they had an interior company motto of porn that cares. So I wasn't allowed <laughs> to use the word slut. I wasn't allowed to use the word whore or hooker or cunt at all. And, and like, I, I get sent stuff back uh, because I think they don't want to attract negative attention, even though, like sure. any more negative attention than they have. But there's just something weird. This of was just, Reality Kings? Yeah, it was Reality Kings and Bang Brothers. So they're owned by the Bang same Brothers, company. Yeah. And then they don't want a bad rep for, I don't know, no. <laughs> pretending to kidnap women off the street. No, 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 no. Or, or fucking the weird. By the time I was at the end was when the uh, step mother sister thing started becoming a thing. That was a, That's when it became a trend. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I remember seeing them opening websites of that. I feel like it's really big now. Step sister stuff. Well, I don't understand the. Inc- I mean, like if you're going to go incest, what, I mean, who's who's saying, uh, Hey, no, it's it's fine. It's not incest, real incest porn. It's stepmother, so it's okay. Yeah. It's not weird. There's something weird with porn where they can't get any more graphic or extreme, so they just make lateral moves, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't know. I feel like, like they can get... I, I feel like I keep hearing a shit where they one-up each other. I mean, now there's... Yeah. For, it used to be anal was taboo. Yeah. Now, like... It's you have to do, mandatory. <laughs> yeah, and you have to be able to do like prolapsed anus porn. Like, uh, there's stuff where yeah. just like the woman will let her anus prolapse or rectum prolapse, whatever, and then like the guy will like basically fleshlight the fucking that's weird prolapsed yeah. anus rectum onto his dick, and or I, like girls like in lesbian scenes like they're licking like the the little bud, the rosebud. I think they call it rosebudding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like the girl will like. It's like a rim job, but she's licking the prolapse rectum. I'm pretty sure people turn this off by now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's insane. I, I feel like it's like the content isn't... Nobody is born and inherently be like, you know what I'm into is a prolapse 
ain't like no kid like no you're born that way you're about kids who are gay and like they're, they're they're sitting around and they think to themselves like yeah i like dick yeah it's a thing i like or even like furry guys were into furry stuff but i think like all this stuff is like i think something i know working there is like i really feel like the for porn especially like more commercial porn uh versus amateur or what i like a lot this is call me pretentious but i like the written <laughs> shit you know what i mean like i like the written stuff i like a, a good old 70s full-length movie yeah yeah with a plot they have, and like, character story, development you get excited and there's like uh there's stakes in it it's not just a chick fucking it's 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 yeah. a chick who kind of reminds who has the same desires as your ex-girlfriend does fucking right. you know um uh is like the 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 tail wags the dog with porn nowadays and just like people are like stepmother porn what's was it well it's it's more extreme what's exciting about it is that it's just a new extreme uh-huh. and it's just like a new different thing because it was like i think with commercial porn it's all about consumption 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 sure. so they have to it, it, they have to just keep on pushing it to new stuff whereas like you look at like written porn, which is not done commercially for the most part. It's like all on like Usenet websites and just nerds writing. I don't know if you read a lot of like erotic fiction. I read a lot of um, I read a lot of like literatica growing up. Yeah. So my introduction to porn, like, yeah, there was porn, but it took so long to load. It was faster for me to get yeah. like sexy stories. Yeah. Or go to literatica. Or there's one site I liked. It's called mcstories.com. Yeah, I use that a lot. I'm embarrassed oh my God, by you know that. that yeah. MC stories because it's kind of weirdly. Oh, yeah, so awesome. yeah, I still use it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I don't think they update with new stories. They so do. Can, it's they weird because it's like it's like 99 graphics and then it'll say 2016 i'm like wow wait, gra- yeah. wait you said graphics this, this no, like- two, there's no graphics it's all text but it's like 2000 okay, okay. Uh, 2001 <laughs> like just it's green yeah. it, they switched from gray to green at one point that's, <laughs> that's the last time they updated it yeah and- mc stories everyone is it's mind control yeah yeah all, and but like and then they have all these different sub genres yeah. of mind control yeah yeah and it, it's it's I, someone poisoned the water with spanish fly oh, and now everybody's it fucking the fuck. it's the fuck <laughs> virus and some of them are like well written and also it's like it's you look at it and it's pretty organic of like how porn evolves or goes from one thing to, you don't see prolapse anuses inside mc store even yeah. though it's kind of extreme not it's not extreme but it's kind of out there and a little taboo in a different way than normal porn is is it's still like well written and our and it's not mildly creative yeah it's creative and it's fun and i don't feel filthy for looking at it or i don't feel like i'm being gypped when i'm looking at it or like they're pulling uh, the wool over my heads with the prolapse at anuses or the, the the stepsisters or um what else is something that's weird i mean that's how bang brothers started was just like it's like hey we found a new trend and then everybody was chasing like that trend and then it just it just like trend after trend after trend after yeah. trend Tomorrow, I will be releasing uh, the, the full John Field bonus episode to all my level two and up fan whores on Patreon. If you would like to gain access, join our community at the $5 level. You will receive that bonus episode as well as my bonus episode with Hillary from last week where she is narrating me masturbating on mic as well as dozens and dozens of other bonus apps, hours of extra content. To make your pledge today, go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for my guest this week, Anissa. So again, uh, I'm doing a series of naked episodes, right? Uh, two years ago, 
did some naked shows. Y'all seem to love them. You requested they come back. We started last week with Hillary. That one apparently had a whole lot of sexual tension. This week, I've got Anissa, who is a transgender woman. So this one maybe has a little less tension and a, a little more uh, awkwardness. Can you, you'll be, I, I don't know. After you listen to the episode, tell me, uh, could you tell I was uncomfortable? Not uncomfortable at her having a penis, but just me being uh, naked with a person I don't have sexual attraction to, or uh, I should say it differently in that uh, I am sexually attracted to like parts of her body and not other parts. Because the last time I did this, I did an episode with a gay man from Craigslist. That one was pretty all right because eh, there was no question in my mind. But, uh, you know, with Anissa, of course, she's got the penis. So I'm like, eh, penis. Then she has this like these huge tits with um, which you can see like on my Twitter or on the Patreon feed or on my subreddit r slash man podcast. I'm like, well, these seem great. So, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and the other thing I was trying to do was, you know, I'm trying to treat her like a person and not like a subject, quote unquote. So I tried to avoid like ask the transgender woman type questions, right? I'm trying to I, I tried to only ask questions I was genuinely interested in and not in like, oh, well, let's inform the public about how tr- trans works. Because I thought that would be a little insensitive. Uh, and, and, and what I think is fun as I, I, I re-listened to this, the more nervous I got during the episode, the more buzzwords I threw out there. Isn't that interesting? When you're someone who's like, <laughs> who has such an oppressive face as I do, <laughs> the more the more nervous I get with someone and like, I don't know if they know which side I'm on, the more I'll try to throw out whatever terminology I learned from salon.com. Basically, what I'm trying to say is in this episode, I'm a moron, <laughs> but I found it very entertaining. And uh, Anissa is a, is a lovely woman. It's really fun talking to her. You know, we obviously discuss her gender identity, but we also talk about Craigslist and her former marriage that she really failed to tell me about until we were in the middle of recording, which I don't know. I figure when I ask your relationship status and you say single, you can also throw in divorced. So let's go ahead and get to my episode with Anissa. Gotta give the people what they want. So, okay. Uh, and it's An- Anissa? Yes. Okay, cool. So let's do uh, three, two, one. All right. Okay. Feel free to take a seat. Now so I won't have my filthy ass on there. Okay. And we're, uh, we're, we're naked now. Okay. Hello, Anissa. What's going on? Hello. Not a whole lot. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, this is like a normal... What day is it? Sunday afternoon for you? Yeah, not exactly. Getting naked with strangers on a microphone? <laughs> this would be a first. Yeah? Okay. So. Yeah. What, what, was the, what was your reaction to that pitch? So, like, I, because I, for people who don't know, is like, I, when I did this two years ago, when I did it now, is I just contacted a bunch of people that I matched with on Tinder, but I hadn't spoken to yet. I'm just going, you know what? I give up on us trying to meet. Let's just throw these out of the way. And then I also right swipe on everyone, try to see if I can get people interested. So I sent you okay. this big, long thing of like, hey, want to do a naked podcast? And um, what was your reaction? Initially, my reaction was, this guy's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> but then once I looked into it, I was like, okay, this is a real thing. Because initially, I was just like, well, 
maybe he's just trying to get on my pants. I'm not really for sure. But, you know, once I looked into it and I listened to a couple of the podcasts, I was okay with it. It's a, it would be a really, really involved way to try to get in someone's pants. Yes, it would be. And but I, I don't know if it's the most surprised. Su- <laughs> well, I also don't think it's the most successful way. Uh, I feel like I have a better shot of just saying like, hey, you're cute. Want to fuck versus saying want to do like a podcast in Luda. I mean, with some girls. Yeah. Yeah. So the the last naked guest is Chick Hillary. She told me that she's actually had something like this before. She was on a date with a guy and he said it wasn't going well. But then he's like, hey, you know, maybe like we could go back to my apartment. I would love to paint you naked. Like we could do like naked painting. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his line. And they go back and they strip down and he's got a boner and they don't do any painting. They just fuck. And apparently he doesn't even paint like he doesn't. He just does this as a ruse. To get women into bed with him. That's kind of insane. And it's like, it sounds expensive. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that just kind of blew my mind. Right. And for the, and since this is an audio only medium, most people won't be able to know. It's like, you are a transgender woman. That's correct. Yep. Yes. Uh, so I was like, let's, let's switch things up a bit. Let's, uh, let's see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, so far it's not bad. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not horrified. Like, and I explained to you, it's like I've seen like trans women at. I go to like a lot, of, like the part, the sex parties I go to are like very queer. So like I've seen trans women at parties. Fucking, um, there's one in particular who likes eating cum out of my girlfriend's pussy, which makes me feel a little icked out. But <laughs> I think it's more the cum eating than than her penis. But but I've never like just sat down one on one naked talking. So. Well, this is the first for both of us. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my initial concerns was like, okay, we're going to do the towel drop. Please don't let her cock be bigger than mine. Please. That was like my <laughs> initial self-conscious concern. <laughs> I think that was the, the first thing. And then I was like, okay, I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So wait, when did you first transition? Well, I started hormones. And like I said, first as if there was like five different times. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean... Technically, I've identified as female since I was like five years old. Okay. Um, that's the earliest I can remember having any type of thought that maybe I'm in the wrong body. Mm. But growing up, so I grew up in Michigan, very small farming town. Um, transgender was not something that you ever heard of. I mean, being gay wasn't even something you heard of. Transgender sounds like a type of motor problem you would have, like with a car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, like the, you need to the see truck, it's got a transgender. I don't know. We got to <laughs> gotta send it in. Yeah, like it's kind of very redneck. Um, so anyways, the first transgender person I met was when I was about 21, 22. And I finally began to find someone that I more identified with. So, I mean, that was when I first began to wrap my head around it almost and then like as time went on um i became more how do you want to say it i started to pursue it more Mm -hmm. i started going by anisa when i was 19 years old um i started um hormone therapy when i was about two and a half years ago so that's that's a long time i feel like to that's so long to like not even have the start having a body that you feel comfy with. I mean, that's what, 10 years or so? Yeah, right around there. Um, f- okay, so for me in Michigan, where I lived, there was very little access to transgender healthcare. Mm-hmm. So for me to get estrogen, testosterone blockers, anything else like that, I would have to order online. And without a doctor to actually, you know, set up a prescription for you, it's not exactly safe. So, I mean, you can talk to some transgender people, but when you're first starting off, you need to start off at a low dose 
because if the dose is too high, you can actually end up fucking yourself up more. Sure, of course. Wait, and when you mean like access, you mean like under like insurance and such? Well, under under insurance, but also finding a doctor that's confident and competent Uh to actually do this because not a whole lot of doctors know about it. I mean, they know of transgender people. They just don't know how to prescribe the hormones for it. But back, you know, back in the day, yeah. Or even now, I don't know. Well, I mean, even now, like, there's more access now, but still, like, it's not quite there. Like, I I didn't find a doctor that was even able to prescribe hormones until I moved to New York City in 2013. Is that an education issue in that they're not educated about it or in that just they're not like allowed to is that a bureaucracy thing or? no i mean a lot of them they just don't have the access to education so that's one reason why a lot of doctors are not informed about it i mean with my being a nurse like i've taught doctors about you know like the protocols this type of thing um the place i go to Callum lord um in the city for my hormones um they actually have like this protocol that doctors can get access to. So I've printed that off and I've given that to some doctors who have come to me with concerns or questions. Like I have this patient who's transgender. I don't know how to treat them, blah, blah, blah. That's insane to me that a doctor could say, I don't know how to treat them. Like, I I, I just, I find that a strange sentence for a doctor to say. Right. Most doctors have that complex of, Oh, I can fix everything. And yeah, I mean, eight years of schooling and residency. You couldn't have a day on that. You couldn't, Exactly. I mean, now there are some hospitals, um, Mount Sinai, where I have my implants done. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're, are they're very very lovely, by the way. Thank you. You're, you're, you know, it's funny is with with the other female guests. I actually was like staring while talking, but it's only when you were making eye contact that I was sneaking look. That's my own I don't know issue. No, it's fine. But <laughs> so at Mount Sinai, they are very educated on transgender healthcare. Um, New York Presbyterian, I believe, is starting up something with that too. But, yeah. I mean, aside from that, I haven't heard of anything else. Well, you were saying uh, when we were talking like on Tinder or in emails, you said you were actually way not comfortable doing nude stuff terribly often uh, before your implants, which were just several months ago. And now you're like, yeah, let's let's show them off. Right, exactly. I mean, a lot of it was just being comfortable in my own body. Sure. When I look in a mirror and I'm not seeing what I feel like I should see, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that will make you uncomfortable. But now when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's like this is closer to what I had in mind. Yeah. Yeah? Exactly. Is the hair the hair also? I feel like that's got to be a cool thing, though. You get to like choose, be like, oh, I'm going to like pick out the hair. No, I feel like this that's a whole... hair is real. Wait, that's... Wait, wait, wait. This is... This is... This is my may I touch? Hair. Yeah. This is real. This... This is... Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's my real hair. Okay. <laughs> Did you always have it grown out like that? No. Um, I actually used to have it really short. And then when I started... A cute um, little bob? Eh, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I used to wear wigs a lot. But since I started the transition, my hair was growing more. It was growing thicker. I was just... And that's, a, really hor- that's a hormone thing? I know fucking nothing about how hormones work. I'm a, I'm a retard in that, <laughs> in that regard. Uh, oh, I made that one rhyme. That was cute. Uh, wait, <laughs> but is that a thing like with hormones? Like it makes the hair grow out fuller? The, the hair grows in fuller. It comes thicker, longer, faster. Can I... Can I look, because this is like my situation I'm working with. Like maybe it can I get like a pinch of a hormone? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like just one pill a week, not just a little bit. Well, I mean, in a case like yours, like they make Propecia... <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's gonna fuck up with my boners, and I'm just like, I'd rather, I'd rather be balding with a hard on than soft with a full head of hair. That's not actually 
always the case. I mean, like I'm not we, trying to take risks here. <laughs> I'm not. If well, and some my, would argue this whole fuck boy situation I have is like one of the few things I have going for me. So I'm like, let's not mess with it. It's called Man Whore Podcast. We can't be the the Man Flaccid Podcast. That's not going to work too right, well. Right, exactly. <laughs> but no. Um. So that's another thing that's misconceived about when you're transgender is people think that oh you're on estrogen, you're on testosterone blockers, like you cannot get an erection. No, that's oh, not that, the case. that I know is not the case. I've I've seen many a yeah, whether it be on a on video by mistake, quote unquote, or in person. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, but I mean, yeah, like just because you take something like that does not mean you're going to stop getting erections. Does it mess around with like the size of of your genitals? Yes, I did get smaller after starting estrogen. Not much smaller, but smaller. But smaller, mm-hmm. okay. Interesting. What um this this comes from a um a supporter on Patreon actually asked a question pertaining to this from Austin. Uh, he says, you know, what do you prefer to call your genitals? Because you haven't had bottom surgery, as right. I can see. Right. Um, <laughs> but what what do you prefer to call it? I mean, I just keep it real. You keep I mean, it real. It's a dick. You keep it one hundred. It's a dick. I mean, if a guy's uncomfortable with it, I'm like, you can call it my clit. I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a nurse, like it is what it is. Do you get guys uh, who are like? Do you hook up with guys who are uncomfortable with it? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Back in the day, I used to, but now, like, if a guy's not confident that he wants to date somebody transgender, then I don't even waste my time. Okay, I was gonna say maybe like maybe the tits give him a little like more like reassurance because like you went big. How big are those? Are what double D's? No. Okay, so they're, they're sizable. Yeah, they're big. The cup size looks big. Yeah. Okay. So when I first got them, they were supposed to be a C cup. And okay. So before you have this type of surgery, you have to stop taking hormones for like, I think it was supposed to be a month. I stopped like a week before. So um, until my doctor gave me permission to start taking them again, which was about a month after the implants, like there was nothing extra. But once I started taking the estrogen again, like they started getting bigger afterwards. Yeah. So I went from a C cup to whatever these are. Whatever these are. (laughs) Uh, But there's got to be something to it that when you like feel, and again, this is going to be probably a mostly ignorant statement, but like there's got to be something to (laughs) where like you feel you're in the wrong body and you're making choices to correct that to the best of the ability. And then, but like getting to choose, like you get to choose the cup size you feel like you should be. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I feel like I should have a six pack, but like, I can't just go be like, hey, can I, can I just ha- like have one? Um, and you get to be like, no, nah, these are the tits that I should have. You get to. I mean, there is definitely some choice in it because they asked me what size I wanted. And I told the doctor, I want something large, but not, I want it to be believable. Believable and, and still something you could objectify. Right. And that's something. right. Exactly. <laughs> something for a guy to play with, but yeah. you know, like, not something where someone can look at it and be like, oh, those are fake. Right, right. Okay. Inter- yeah, it's like I wish I could customize some parts of my body. Okay, ladies, listen up. I have a very important message for you from my sponsors at Pure. Look, don't spend all Saturday night chatting with some dude who doesn't appreciate that. Hey, you've got to be at brunch by 11. People on Pure don't need to chat for three weeks on end before making plans. No, you've got one hour to say, what you like, how you like it, and where you want it. Download Pure on the App Store or Google Play today and start meeting awesome people tonight. Get your casual sex on quick and easy. 
then you can focus on what really matters. Prosecco and pancakes. Pure. Getting you from online to offline to getting off. Now back to the show. So wait, so when you're on Tinder and such, like you're, you're not running into as... Like, is there a way like you can screen through like bios and such? I mean, you can, can you get like, can you look at a guy and be like, he's not going to be cool with this or sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten better at it. Um, guys who look like they're from Staten Island. Huh? Guys who look like they're from Staten Island. You may be like, ah, maybe not so much. You would actually be surprised. I would. Yes. There's a lot of guys that have hit me up from Staten Island. Um, but mainly the guys that I end up dating. I don't know why, but it's generally lawyers or doctors, mainly surgeons. I'm not for sure why, but that's just how okay. it happens to go. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're currently single, right? And you were yes. on Tinder. So are you on like other apps and such? Yep. I'm also on OkCupid. I'm on Grindr. Um, Grindr does also have like a subcategory for trans people. So okay, a lot of people don't know about that. But I didn't know about that either. Because I, I feel like, you know, there's the gay men who can be really exclusionary about it. And some who can be like, yeah, you know, what's up? Okay. Okay. And what are you looking for on there? Are you looking just for a casual? Like when we, when we initially matched before I sent you my weird fucking pitch message, <laughs> right? What, like, would you, were you looking more like for casual sex? You're looking for a relationship? What's, what's your deal? Well, I mean, at that time, okay. So I also go to nursing school. Okay. Um, I'm currently an LPN going for my RN. So um, when I first was speaking with you, I was at the beginning of a new semester. So at that time, it was more like casual, you know, like, I don't really have time. I don't know how the semester is going to go. So yeah, now that I have a grasp on it, I'm more looking for a long term. Yeah. So you're more relationship oriented. When was your last like long term relationship? Um, was probably with my ex-husband. What you were married? Yes. I was how do married. you dis- how do you not disclose this information? Because I wasn't going to be fucking you. Why does uh, it matter, lady? <laughs> God, tell me these things. This podcast is great. Wait, tell me, ex-husband. So yeah, I was married for four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Um, when we met, he knew that I preferred to go as Anissa and everything. So I obviously didn't have the body then that I do now. Sure. Um, I was heavier. I was about one hundred seventy-five pounds. Okay. Now I'm like 144. Okay. So. Um, we actually met on Grinder. We met in Michigan. Um, yeah. A Grinder marriage? Yes, a Grinder marriage. Yeah. So I mean, like, we met up a couple times. Initially, it started off as like a hookup type thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we just kind of clicked. So how long were you together, like, total? Um, about five and a half years. Okay. Something like that. So we had a really short engagement. Yeah. And then what, what happened? Um, New York legalized gay marriage and we were just, cause at the time my driver's license still said male. Yeah. So we were just like, fuck yeah. So we came over here and the week got married and while we were actually on our honeymoon, my house in Michigan burned down. Yeah. What? My mom was like, if that's not a fucking omen, I don't know what it is. Well then what caused the, the marriage to go south? Okay. So all the bullshit that we had to go through with the marriage, I mean, with the house burning down, um, fighting with the insurance company, going over possessions, um, them thinking that it was too convenient for me to be out of state while the f- fire happened was something that I really had to fight with them about. Mm. So like 11 months later is when they finally settled with everything. But by then our marriage was on a very thin string because of all the stress that both of us had to go through. Um, so anyways, we moved to New York time, kind of 
have like a new start. And then like I started on the hormones and things just kind of fell apart. Um, I think he was, he was really insecure about himself because before he was the better looking of us two. And then once I started, transitioning, <laughs> I used to be the pretty one. Right. <laughs> and then once I began transitioning, I started getting this body and started developing breasts. And then it was like, all of a sudden I became the center of attention and it made him very insecure. And he ended up having an affair that I walked in on. You day. walked in on the, you were one yes. of those the walk in. Yes. I was supposed to be doing a 16 hour shift and I ended up with a migraine. Um, so I came home early. Think I'm going to surprise my baby. I'm coming home early. Come take care of me. Yeah, exactly. So normally I would send a message before I got on the train, like, Hey, I'm coming home. So what, for whatever reason, fate, um, the message never sent. So I ended up getting home and he never got that message telling him that I was on my way. So when I walk in, you know, I hear noises coming from the living room. I'm in the living room yeah. and I hear noises coming from the bedroom and I walk in and yeah. Was he and was he in bed with another woman or another man? With a man. He was bisexual. Man. Okay. Yeah. And how how'd you feel? You walk in on that. Honestly, I was offended that he didn't tell me because I mean I might have wanted to join. <laughs> Wait, have you have y'all done like open things before? Or had yeah, we had and... we had had an open relationship, but the agreement was the you know before you bring in someone else, you let us know and always offer. Yeah, be exactly. Polite. Always offer. You know the kindergarten rule. <laughs> if you have some side dick, offer some to your spouse. Right, exactly. It only makes sense. Yeah, but I mean. So he didn't tell me about it, and then my roommates at the time um, had been telling me, you know, like you know, this isn't the first time this guy's been over here, da da da. So I was like, okay, this is too much. So that's ultimately what caused the separation. That And that's a, I think that's a misconception a lot of people have about open relationships and polyamory. They think, oh, you can't cheat. There's no cheating in open. You, there you are. Can't. If you break the rules that you set, then that's cheating. I mean, like yeah. my girlfriend and I, we have rules for our open relationship. It's like, so, so long as you stay within the rules, it's not cheating. You can fuck all you want. Exactly. Just obey the rules. Yeah. Just don't fucking lie to me. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, that's that's always, the, I think that's such a, a central part of like all those. I mean, it should be for all relationships, but especially for something that's like non-monogamous. You gotta be able to trust the person. You gotta be able to to not be lied to. It's uh, That's gotta hurt. So, so what yeah. did you ask for divorce papers like right then and there? Did you let him finish? I mean, um, did you ask to join in? Did you walk and be like, uh, hello? I think I was more shocked. Yeah. Like, I wanted to beat the living shit out of both of them. Um, okay. I didn't. But, um, like, I just kind of sat down like I was so stunned. Like, I don't think I really said anything for about, like, a day and a half. And then, like, once I regained my thoughts, that's when I started speaking. And I really never shut up after that. So... No, it was really fucked up. <laughs> okay. And so have you always uh, only uh, exclusively dated men or do you specifically, is it, do you, is it that you like cock or do you, is it that you like men specifically or? I mean, I can appreciate the beauty of a woman, mm-hmm. but the, at the end of the day, I just like dick. Right. So when you get up in front of the, like the pussy is like, like, that's your. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if it's the only thing on the menu, I'll eat it. But uh, aside from that, no. Have you have you dated other like trans women before? No, not yet. And would you? 
Um, probably not because they they're too feminine. Because I do like masculinity. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I'm with another trans person, well, if I'm with another trans female, it'd be like dating another female, for right? Me. Right. Whereas what I date another trans man, absolutely. Okay. Have you dated trans men before? Not yet. Not I've yet. not had the opportunity. I've. I feel like uh, I had the situation where I, I went to Philly like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Let's poke around Craigslist if I'm going to be in town for a night. Let's see what's going on in Philly." And uh, there was an ad for a. Uh, it was an FRM ad saying, "Hey, I want to do like long edging, uh, so I'm just going to like edge you out, and then you have it just hands only, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Cool, that sounds like fun." And then I answer, and it turns out that it was a trans man. And, you know, he was like, is that going to be a problem? I was like, I'm trying to be open-minded because, like, you know, a, a nice long hand job sounds like a good time. Right. And, but I was like, it depends on, like, how it would just depend. I asked for a picture and, you know, passed like a motherfucker. It looked like someone who actually could probably rob me. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, I was like, sorry, man, I got to pass. But uh, it's, like, for good reasons because, like, there's no way I could pretend you're a woman. Like, that's... right. It's like for like all the best. And then we ended up having a lovely like texting chat just about stuff. That's great. <laughs> it's time for the fan whore appreciation moment sponsored by Pepsi. Not really. This is the part of the show where I like to show my appreciation to uh, to the members of my community on Patreon. What is Patreon? That's an amazing question. Patreon is kind of like a monthly fan club subscription uh, meets Kickstarter. You get to make a pledge of your choice. And depending on how much your pledge is for, you receive various types of awesome rewards. And one of those rewards is just a shout out and a thank you on the podcast to let you know that I care. So uh, first, I want to say thank you to Alana T and all of her Kappa Kappa girls. Okay, thank you so much for your generous pledge. You're a gosh darn delight. Uh, and I want to say another thank you to Sage Sometimes. No, like all the time. To Sage sometimes. Like, I'm thankful all the time to someone who calls herself Sage sometimes. Uh, if you like fat chicks, she's a cam girl and a sex worker, and you can buy her clips. Uh, she's on Twitter at Sage sometimes. You can find all her links uh, to her cam girl stuff on there. She's got monstrous titties. Thank you to the two of you uh, for your pledges, and thanks to all of my fanors on Patreon. And you too can become an official fan whore for as little as a dollar per month. You can alter your pledge at any time and receive amazing rewards. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. Now back to me and Anissa. Um, you know, have you ever used Craigslist? Um, No. Not to like put up an ad or anything. Okay. Um, have I looked at Craigslist? Of course I have. Sure. Um, I've hooked up with one guy on Craigslist, but we ended up meeting in person first. Sure. Because, you know, I wasn't trying to be the next victim or something sure. like that. So um, <clears throat> the only guy that I've actually ever hooked up with from Craigslist, we met at Lucky Chang's when that was still open in Times Square. Okay. And yeah, went back and I ended up topping him. So. Anything, anything like abnormal, different about it? Anything like handcuffy, blindfoldy? No. Um, I with- save Craigslist exclusively for like my. There's a blindfold involved. There's a street corner, something like that. <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. Actually, the only thing that kind of weirded me out was that he was um, a type one diabetic. He had one of those insulin pumps <laughs> that was attached to his back, and I sure. was really worried that I was actually going to knock it out. 
Right. So that was the only thing that was trying kinda... to be like, do it rougher. It's like, I don't want right, to kill it's you. Like, I don't want to knock this <laughs> shit out because I don't want to have to put it back in. But if anyone's like qualified to do that, it would be you, the nurse. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's safe. Well, safe-ish. I mean, because like where it was, you know, you can't exactly grab onto the hips and start thrusting. So okay. there's a good chance that you actually will knock it out. This is um this topic has come up on the show and I've actually talked about it on like other podcasts. Craigslist specifically has they have like W for M and M for M and stuff like that, but however they also they use a signifier T to like signify when someone's trans. And I've run into s- different scenarios where someone's posting, you know, it's a trans woman posting F for M because why wouldn't she? She's a woman, right? Mm-hmm. However, I with Craigslist having that separate distinction for trans and not using it i wonder is like does that mean craigslist should wipe clean that designation or should someone put something in the post like you and your tinder profile very straightforward like hey i'm transgender like that's something you need to know because you may or may not be into the parts that i have right a lot of that is out of safety reasons Mm -hmm. Because most guys, well, pretty much every guy that I've ever met, I was just like, yeah, you're passable. And on my profile, all the pictures, like, you can't tell yeah. that I'm male from the waist down. Well, from the Really, front really crotch. You have very smooth legs going on. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I actually did shave them before I came over. <laughs> but um, so it's more of a safety reason for me because, like, if you don't tell a guy, hey, I'm transgender, and he happens to just be that one type of guy and you show up and the pants drop and he happens to be, like, completely transphobic, you're putting yourself in danger. Yeah. That's the reason why on every single one of my dating profiles, it says that I'm transgender. That way there's no question. Mm-hmm. And even if it's on the profile, like before the meeting, like. Yeah, you should. And my, like, there are some trans women that I met that don't want to disclose. They're like, it's none of his business. Like until for we political get to reasons. I'm like, that doesn't sound practical, though. No, it's not because it takes you back to that type of situation. Like, yeah, you may meet a guy that's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not into that. You know, let's move on. But then you got the guy that might try to kill you. Yeah. I mean, on a less dire situation, I see, I look at it and obviously like, it's easy for me to look at it from this perspective, but I look at it as simply uh, like the attraction, um, like hiding, like what you look like just to seem more attractive online. And then in person it's going to be, it would be no different than if I posted, if a guy who's five, two posts that he's like five, eight, or if like uh, a woman who's maybe heavier tries to like hide what her body looks like. Until they, I'm like, pictures from up here. Right. Yeah. All that (laughs) angle. Right. But it's like, you're going to get in person eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you want to surprise? Like, since when did surprises really work? Surprises only work for birthdays. (laughs) I mean, like, here's a scenario that I've I've had two interactions with trans women sexually, uh, both of which were, they were not really disclosed online. Um, one of them I could tell, I was like, I had a, I had a suspicion, but I was like, at minimum, I'm going to have an interesting conversation. But the first time I was 22, I answered Craigslist ad. It was for like a, an outdoors bukkake because you know, why not? That kind of sounds hot. Yeah. It, it sounds really hot. He's like, look, me and my girl, we want her to blow a bunch of dudes in a public place. I'm like, amazing. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it turns out it was going to be in like a subway stairwell. In okay. Brooklyn, like Tuesday night at two in the morning, the one train, like no one's going to be there. Right. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah. It sounded phenomenal. He's like, and just go to the corner and we're going to text you. I like, I like procedure. 
uh, in my Craigslist encounters. You know, I like a lot of rules. I like steps. I like instructions to follow. <laughs> I feel like that adds to the anticipation. It adds to the buildup, and that makes it more erotic, at least to me. Right. And so he's like, wait, you're going to text, and you come over, and I'm on the street corner. I'm 22. I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. And there's actually a guy across the street on another corner. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was there for the same thing because he's also pacing around like me and we're not making eye contact because that would be weird. And then and then eventually he leaves like a wuss. And so when I get the text, I go over and I'm the only one left. And I meet them and I you know I meet the dude and I meet and she shakes my hand, but she, she doesn't speak. She doesn't say anything. I'm mm-hmm. like maybe she's like his geisha thing. I don't know. That's their their dynamic, whatever. Right. And we go in the subway stairwell and then like she be- begins to fillet the both of us. I'm like, wonderful. And it's um it's a subway set where it's got two stairs and there's like a corner. So that way it's like you can kind of tuck behind the, the corner. So if you hear mm-hmm. people coming down, you could stop. And what okay. happens is we hear people coming down at one point. So I go down the rest of the stairs to zip up. And then when I come back up, I notice that she had uh, the, the Adam's apple. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of walked by and I just left and... It was fine. Like I said, I didn't say like thank you very much, which may have been rude. <laughs> that might have been rude on me. That might be my bad. Right. Um, but I thought it was kind of rude to like. Always say thank you for a good blowjob. Yeah. Like I got a great three quarters of a blowjob, uh, which is weird. It would have been a complete blowjob, but I was being a selfish asshole where I was like, I was doing that thing where I was like holding back because like this right. is good. I'm going to let this like keep going rather than end it early. Uh, guys, we could be such douchebags in that regard. Yeah, but okay, so that's where when I'm tired of giving a guy a blowjob and he like I can tell that he's holding back. That's where it helps to be a nurse because you're very familiar with anatomy and physiology. Oh, yeah. Do you just like that's when you plug the finger in? That's when you actually do kind of like an L. Do tell. uh, Hold on. Hold on. I have. Do I have it? Okay, I don't have it made. I'm going to use my clone of Willie as a prop here. I haven't I haven't made it yet. This is going to be a gift for the girlfriend. Uh, So she can take my cock wherever she wants. That works. So, so this is this a, a ginormous penis. Let's pretend you're not going to fill this. No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> no. It's just this isn't the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah. How, what's the trick that you're describing here? Okay, she's holding so, it. I actually don't like. I would still be filleting the dick, but instead of you know jerking the dick off or whatever, you stick one finger inside to massage the prostate. And then you take your thumb and you can massage the prostate from the outside of the body. Okay, I see. Yeah, so like, like this would go right so like under, taint. like yeah, yeah, taint. Yeah, yeah underneath. You okay. can massage the prostate through the taint. Uh, people who give blowjobs, are you hearing this? Finger <laughs> in, thumb under the taint, and, and you keep can massage sucking. the pros- the prostate from both angles and while you, sucking the dick. And you will be done with that blowjob uh, in no time. Right, and then the cock jaw will eventually go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So I leave the situation and like I just laugh like I laughed. I called a chick I was sleeping with. I was like, you won't believe what just happened. This is hilarious, right? <laughs> like I laugh it off. But, you know, I texted the dude. And I said, hey, you know, the guy who like uh, the boyfriend or whatever who was like organizing. I said, hey, man, not cool. And that's all. And he's like, yeah, sorry, my bad. But I was trying to be like, you know, I, I think you that to me, at least even at 22, I realized that didn't sound very safe because if it was like the wrong guy if it was the wrong guy who has like a a fragile sense of self of his sexuality who would like freak out and god forbid he had like a knife that could have turned real ugly and five o'clock news real quick exactly and i so i mean again it's not my place to tell people what to disclose and not disclose it just seems more practical to 
disclose at some point before you're in, in getting dirty, getting yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's the unfortunate thing is that some people, either they're not comfortable enough with themselves to think that they can still maintain a conversation afterwards or something. I'm not really for sure. But I know, at least with me, that's how I feel more comfortable. Like if a guy knows from the beginning, there's no mixed feelings about it at all. Because mm-hmm. there'd be nothing worse than having a conversation with a guy for hours on end and then finally telling him, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm transgender and then being like, oh, peace out. Right. So at least this way from the first thought, he already knows. That's just how I am. Yeah. It's less rejection up front. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course. <coughs> uh, have you had situations where like you were dealing with guys who are like, really insecure about that or guys who were, you know, I guess, conflicted at odds? I mean, what's that? What's that like? I mean, for me, I'm just always in bed just thinking that she's got to justify my love handles, but I feel like you, you <laughs> but, but do you, do you deal with guys who are not anymore? Yeah, not anymore. Um, if a guy, it depends on the wording because like some guys, like they just throw out terms like, Oh, I want to experiment. And I'm sorry. I don't feel like being treated like a lab rat. So Fair. if a guy tells me that he wants to experiment or whatever, keep moving, you got the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so with me, I tell guys that I'm looking for a serious relationship, which is not untrue. Right. For me, it's just like if I, like, say, for example, you and I met, we met up, we had sparks, we decided to pursue a relationship. Perfect. But I mean, there's guys that I'm not going to feel that spark with. And some guys have actually gotten offended by the fact that I did not have those sparks with them. What do you mean? Like, almost that I was their first experience and that I should basically be in love with them like kind of crazy you were you were the first trans woman that they'd been out with and they were disappointed that didn't go well or that didn't go that i didn't have feelings for them the way they had feelings for me like they felt that it should have been mutual right so typical male entitlement is what you're saying okay exactly yeah so yeah penis or no penis you're gonna face that male entitlement kind of no matter what right yeah uh that's unfortunate yeah i mean have you ever has, has things ever gone like ugly um thankfully no okay Things that's have good never gotten ugly yeah at least outside of michigan i can't imagine Michi- right can't imagine michigan was terribly friendly did you ever identify um, it did- depends on the area yeah. of michigan that you're in um the area that i grew up yeah no you would have been hung by a tree um but and that's like any kind of queer that's not even just yeah i mean i had death threats in high school and that's when people just thought you were like a gay guy exactly did because, you ever identify as a gay guy and then realize? Yeah, I or? mean, yeah, that's how I used to identify before, I, because before I had even met someone transgender or before I even knew what it was, like I had nothing else to compare it to. So the closest I had to compare it to was to a gay male. Sure. And that's what I went with for a while until just, I realized. Were you like very no, femme, like a, like a, just a very femme? Very femme. Yeah. Like I was wearing high, I was wearing heels in high school. So. Okay. Do you get very activisty, or do you do you protest? Do you do things, or are you like me and you just hit retweet? Um, basically retweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> retweet activism. Welcome to twenty seventeen. Right, like with me, I between work and school, I don't sure. have the energy or the time to go out and protest. But do you feel like as a uh, a member of a, a very much oppressed minority that do you feel like a pressure that you have to go out and protest? That I should. Yes. Why aren't you on? Why aren't you marching? What's Anissa, come on out. And you're like, I got work. Right, exactly. Like, I have to work. You get like, ostracized from the other trans people being like... Uh, 
some of them yes but the trans people that i'm friends with like they understand they understand that you know as a nurse you can't just abandon your patients like that's something you can lose your license for they're like you can't abandon them unless they vote for trump and let them die let them burn (laughs) right just make them a slow coach (laughs) how's that so how's the whole naked thing going for you right now going pretty well okay could it's, use a cigarette, but could you use a cigarette. Well, you have been like going hard on a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade this whole time. Well, yeah, it's what is it, strawberry lemonade? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now, uh, I mean, am I kind of what you expected to see, or did was that not a thing like you put, put even thought into? I didn't really put any yeah. thought into it. I as just soon thought as I of said, like how it would be. Okay, like the environment almost. Okay. Did um did you have anything that you were expecting that did or didn't happen? Not really. I came into this with an open mind. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Okay. So, uh, not to keep comparing you to other guests, but that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so, for example, like uh, the last one, last week's Hillary, she like, she was like offended. Like I had no heart on the entire. She's like, I can't, you know, like Billy, gotta admit, I was expecting a boner. What the fuck? Um, no, like I wasn't expecting that. I sure. mean, like I'm not offended. Clearly, I don't have sure. one either. Sure, so. sure, yeah. And and do you? Wait, so do you get? boners as like often as you used to or they so it takes more work to get me up yeah but i mean they still happen do you get are you into other like what what are you into sexually i don't know if you have like do you have any other like kinks or like with me i just like sex to be open and uninhibited as long as it's passionate that's all i care about so do you you bottom and you top yep okay i'm versatile versatile I was like versatile, but I, I would I would say that for myself. Other than I can't put like my leg behind my head, so I feel like it disqualifies me. Why would that disqualify? When me? I hear versatile, I think yoga. Yeah, no, that's not flexible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you okay. can still be versatile and not be flexible. Yeah, I mean, there's always positions like doggy, for example. You don't have to be flexible for that position. No, no, it's just just the idea of like when I hear versatile and people go like they can top, they can bottom, they can dom, they can sub. No, use the word versatile, but I hear versatile. I just think like I'm not thin enough for that. So, do you have any other questions for me? I didn't I see really, some more stuff written down there. I didn't. So normally, I don't have questions. Um, the most I, what do I have here? I did. Um, I had the question from Patreon because the people who give me money every month, I give them an opportunity. To like, right? You know, hey, do you have have questions? Some people had questions that were kind of like, um, like what I described before. They were kind of like ask a tranny questions. I was like, eh, I'm gonna shy away from those. But I thought that was interesting to like ask, you know, like what you call your cock, and you were like, I call it my cock. I'm like, cool. Then I uh, the new implants and the new confidence covered that, and then um, I wanted to bring up like the like the personals ads of like disclosure, which I think is, I think it's interesting because it is there is division amongst the people I've talked to who said like it's none of their fucking business and the hey I kind of want to get murdered um right exactly I mean it would be nice if those things could overlap but like we're not there yet exactly um so those I mean those were all like the questions I have typically I don't even write down questions but um you know okay. it's to avoid awkward silences something I've been learning doing the naked episodes but sometimes we just sit here in silence cuz you know we don't have previous history and you didn't write a book that I read. Exactly. So I'll be like, oh, we'll just yeah, no, be two nude people sitting there, awkward, silence type. And I'm like, I, I can't make the listeners sit through that. I got to have some some escape hatches. However, I have no more escape hatches. Well, I mean, if you want to take a quick break while I go out and smoke a cigarette, then we could come back and talk about some more stuff. 
Um, do, do you have uh, anything you want to talk about? Um, like I said before, like no? I'm pretty open. I think, uh, I mean, I think that's about it. I think I was curious if I was going to pop a boner or not. I think that was most uh, that I was curious about. <laughs> I think, but the other thing we noticed, um, this is this is full scientific experimentation, was that uh, over the last the two ones we did two years ago, and then the one I did like a couple weeks ago, was that if we're quiet, if we're real, if we're real quiet, and then we just like talk about the concept of my erection, then it it exposes itself. Uh, I forget. I don't know. I don't have a cultural example, but it's got to be where if you just talk about my my dick's Rumpelstiltskin. That's what it is. If you say it, if you say its name enough, and you just wait. Oh, look! It popped up. There it is. Nice. Um, so I was curious about that. What was fun was like two years. The thing I, t- I when I described the naked episodes from two years ago was that the first two women we hooked up afterwards um, could just kind of happen, and it happened because when I hit off. Uh, then we would just sit there because I wasn't going to tell like the naked chick to put her titties away. Why? Well, I'm just going to enjoy the view until she f- decides on her own free will to get dressed. Like, who am I to tell a woman to put clothes on? I would never do such a thing. <laughs> Is your right in this city to be topless? Uh, hopefully, I'm around to witness it. Right. Right. So, and then just stuff kind of would happen, or a Rumpelstiltskin would would appeal appear. Uh, and so then when I, the gay guy did the third recording. And when we hit stop, I took my headphones off and stood right up because, like, I know what happens if I stick around too long. I was like, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I don't have questions. Um, I think, I think we got it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think all the, the wonderments of the world were a question. Do, do you feel good? Is, you know, you feel yeah, I do. respected? I get yelled out on Twitter a lot for being an asshole. So, like, no, like, you have not been an asshole at all. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't even. I only said tranny once. Now twice. Like I was like, I did. I did pretty all right job by me. Um, yeah, I mean, what is your what's your relationship with that word? Are you like uh, you don't never? No one should ever say it. You're like context is important. What's? I mean, it really depends on the context. Like if you refer to me as tranny, then yeah, there will probably be an issue. But if you're saying, oh, I'm watching some tranny porn, that's how most people refer to it. Mm-hmm. I mean. It just really depends on the person. With me, I'm more laid back. So yeah. I'm like, it is what it is. That was one of the things I was asking. I was like, how are you easily offended? Because I have been known to slip up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not easily offended at all. Like, if you offend me, you had to really say some fucked I up re- shit. Yeah. I had to really just, yeah, try to roast you directly. Um, yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you had a uh, an overall pleasant experience. Uh, thank you for coming out to Bushwick and taking your clothes off with me. <laughs> No um, and and get taken advantage of another opportunity to show off the lovely new titties because I'm sure I mean is that things that once you got them you're like I kind of want to show them off yeah basically is, I feel like if I yeah because if I got abs I'd be like I'd, I'd never wear a shirt I would just want everyone to see I yeah mean, like had we been like videotaping this I would be completely okay with chest up yeah you would have been comfortable with like picture mm-hmm. of just yeah you um and you can tell, say absolutely no fucking way Billy Presida um you goddamn man whore person. Could we could we write man whore podcasts on the chest? Yeah, as long as yeah, yeah, and just chest. All right, okay, cool. Now we got okay. That all right. Yeah, I'm a, see my my sexual orientation is my name on stuff. That's really. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I was I just like see my name. I had a guy like I remember some guy like sent me he like tweeted at me a like a video of him coming. I'm like I don't want to fucking see that unless you put man whore podcasts on the shaft. Okay, man. I was like that's nice. the only way. 
Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna arrange that picture. I'm gonna put it up on Patreon for the paid subscribers only because you're the special people who deserve to see some titties today. Um, but for everybody else, uh, why don't you say goodbye to everybody? It's been fantastic. Later. I hope you enjoyed part two of my naked series of podcasts. I'm a little worried because, uh, you know, two years ago we did the trilogy. Now we're doing a second trilogy. But, you know, when you think about trilogies, the second trilogy is kind of like the Star Wars prequels. So I hope these are better than those. <laughs> um, you know, I took it. Something I noticed listening back was you know, I, I kind of took it real easy on Anissa. And that was something I wasn't happy about. Uh, that pesky empathy bug kind of trumped uh, my, my desire for sensational podcasting. There are definitely things I could have done, maybe make her a little uncomfortable, but I guess I didn't go there, and I guess that means I'm a half-decent person. On the other hand, though, treating her differently, I don't think is a good thing, because then I'm treating her differently. And that's the thing a lot of SJWs forget about, especially when it comes to jokes. It's that, so long as you're joking about everybody, then okay. The problem is when you start making separate rules for separate people, now we're treating them differently. If you want someone to be treated like everybody else, say where they pee, what sports they play, who you cast in a TV show, you also have to accept that they're going to be treated like everybody else when it comes to getting made fun of. So, Anissa, you're off the hook. I had a lot of fun with you. God damn it, you made me behave myself. <laughs> Normally, this is the part of the show where I like to do all my plugs. I like to say, go check me on Twitter, like the Manor Podcast on Facebook, go subscribe to our subreddit, r slash Podcast. Oh, shucks, I just did all those things. But, you know, what's most important to me, the most valuable thing you could do for me is recommend me to a friend. During the month of March right now, there is a trend going on. It's called hashtag tripod. It's people sharing their favorite podcasts on social media. The goal is to get more people to listen to podcasts. I know this might surprise a lot of you, but there are a lot of people who don't even know what the fuck a podcast is. So this, uh, this is twofold. One, you know, I want you to tell a friend, a family member, post on Facebook, post on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, you know, tell a friend what the fuck a podcast is and why you like them. And then I want you to tell them to go listen to my show, the man whore podcast. And when you do it, use the hashtag man whore podcast, use the hashtag tripod. We're trying to get the word out about podcasts. So not just about my show, but about all podcasts that are out there. It's an amazing medium and we want to see it grow. We want to see more people finding their favorite shows, whether it's about politics or Dungeons and Dragons or butt stuff. So uh, it would be a huge help to me and podcasters everywhere if you would tell people about my show with the hashtag tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. Be sure to check out John Field's TV show on YouTube. It's called The John Field Show. That's Field, F-I-E-L-D. You can find it on YouTube or go to manwhorepod.com and check out the show notes. I'll have a link for it there. He's a hilarious dude. You should check him out. In the meantime, you know, let's try to reach that Patreon goal. We're just $132 away. And of course, let's stay slutty. <laughs>